Art history, historical study of the visual arts being concerned with identifying, describing, evaluating, interpreting, and understanding the art products of historic development of the fields of painting, sculpture, architecture, drawing, printmaking, and photography. Hi, my name is Ava Nash. And my name is Ryan Febb. This is our second episode of Behind the Paint, where we're going to review some art history. From ancient stone carvings to modern day realism in art, there has been a drastic evolution. An evolution in medium, subject, and standards has resulted in the art that we see today. In fact, the first artistic movement, stone art, dates back to before any written document. Stone art typically consists of rock carvings, engravings, pictorial imagery, sculptures, and stone arrangements. In this time, artists relied heavily on natural pigments to depict the life around them, animals, objects, and rituals. Ancient art was typically found in more advanced societies, those who have an established written language. Creativity was used on utilitarian objects such as bulls and weapons, most often depicting religious or symbolic imagery. Medieval art, was, which was developed after the ancient art movement, had a stylistic advan advancement and often depicted brutal and harsh imagery, often centered the church. Renaissance art is probably one of the most iconic and well-known movements. This time period focused largely on accurate portrayals and human anatomy. The imagery created was a, was a result of the Catholic Church clashing with human, humanism ideologies. Uh, Renaissance art is also the highest survival rate, has the highest survival rate compared to previous movement, movements due to advancements in the medium. Renaissance art in the 1490s to Romanticism art in the 1770s had multiple movements in between, but generally was about the expansion of the subjects depicted based on evolving ideas and philosophy. Realism, however, in the late 18th century is often considered to be the first modern art movement. Realism concentrated on creating a lifelike description of the everyday life. Created by strong-minded individuals has always worked as a weapon to be wielded, the pursuit of persuasion on thought. Propaganda created by art became evident in politics as an attempt to collect support. There's an iconic image that most people have seen of a segmented snake above the words join or die. This was the first distributed political cartoon created by Benjamin Franklin exhorting the British colonies to unite against the French and the natives. This political art conti continued into World War I. A majority of America was against its involvement in the war, the Socialist Party most consistently expressing this. In retaliation, government officials employed artists, sending them to Europe to depict the violence and conflict in an attempt to remind antagonists what the soldiers were fighting for. An official military artist, Harvey Dunn, followed American troops in France and captured Doughboy fighting through barbed wire entanglements, a charcoal pencil drawing depicting the violent struggle and fear of the sp specific soldier escaping the conflict through barbed wire despite the wounds it's, it's causing. Propaganda and art was in full swing by the 1930s and beginning of World War, World World War II. At this time, Germany was experiencing a Great Depression during its presidential election. Hans Schweitzer, who went by the pseudonym Mignogne, was the famous artist behind much of the Nazi party propaganda, determined to create an idea of strength within, the Nazi, within Nazi Germany. One of Mignogne's works is titled Anzure Letzitz Hanfang Hitler, which, translate to, which translates to Our Last Hope Hitler. This poster is a depiction of the distressed and unemployed people of Germany, emphasizing the struggle in order to manipulate their hope of economic survival into supporting Hitler. On the other side, a French artist in the 1940s named Philip, Philip Zeck used his strong opposition to Hitler to create political cartoons during World War II after France surrendered to Germany. Zeck was known for depicting the Nazi party as snakes and vultures while capturing the brutality within it. 
One of his cartoons illustrates Hitler jumping from his seat on a coffin labeled France as an arm reaches out to draw a check mark on the wall. This particular piece was to encourage the French resistance, acting as a message to Hitler that France was still very much alive. Philip Zeck was an artist to explicitly anger Hitler, who had blacklisted the artist and demanded his arrest upon Britain's invasion and blaming his ideas on his Jewish ancestry. At the same time across the water, Norman Rockwell created the iconic and famous Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter was born as support towards women's involvement in the workforce during wartime and replacing the men that joined the military. Rosie the Riveter has continued to be a representation of feminism to this day, representing women's strength and intelligence. Norman Rockwell also created many other oil paintings with the message of civil rights, like The Problem We All Live With and War News. In this time period, a ton of art of the art focused on the artist's personal ideolo ideology, which is evident in a lot of Rockwell's work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I found art history really interesting when we look, when we look at it from the perspective of like the evolution on how the art is being used and why it's being created, rather than just like the physical art itself. I also think it's important to understand how art has evolved and how it has affected society in the past, and how it eventually became the art that we see today. This has been episode two of Behind the Paint, where we discuss the evolutions in art history. Thank you for listening and be back next week for episode three.